Yo, what's going on, everyone? Welcome back to the Good News Sessions podcast, podcast where you hear the truth about God's love towards you, your identity, all things good news. Super excited because today we're finally starting it. Yep, the moment you've all been waiting for. Stories of Hope is here. I'm super excited. I have a good friend of mine, someone who I cherish. She is like family to me. My friend Lorena Moreno, please say hi to everybody. Hey guys, Lorena here. Super excited to be here. Can't wait. Awesome. So Lorena, I just want um, the audience to know, just tell us a little bit about yourself, um, You know where you're from and, and what you're currently up to right now. Just kind of introduce yourself. Okay, cool. So uh, my name is Lorena and I'm 34 years old. I am from... Uh, North Fort Worth. I grew up, born and raised in Fort Worth, Texas. Uh, I currently own a salon company, um, and that's what I do. I love it. Awesome. So you own a salon company, and I think the coolest part about that is what your story behind owning a salon and everything that has brought you to that level of owning a salon. So I want to talk to you a little bit about today, and I want the viewers to everybody that's listening to hear the good news behind um, some of the adversity that you went through early on in your career, early on in your life, um, some things that you struggled with before you even made it to owning a business. Can you talk a little bit about that and kind of some things that, that you faced, some challenges that you faced in your life? Jesus, where to start? Um, yeah, I've been through a lot. So first of all, I guess, I mean, I've been basically, if you want to air quote, uh, kicked out of every salon I've ever worked at. <laughs> not because of anything I did, but just because it was not the right place. And, and I've, I've experienced a lot of toxic environments. Um, my industry is pretty toxic. So I, I'm kind of like a dinosaur is what we call ourselves in this industry at my age and I've been doing hair for 16 years so wow yeah so um back in the day there's a lot of toxic environments there's still a lot of toxic environments now but I was kind of like in the middle of a shift of the industry where um people support one another style support one another encourage one another help each other um and that's what the industry is now like all the younger people and newer people do that but but what I came into was nothing like that it was basically like I'm going to use you to help me um, and then it once you become better than me or as good as me I'm gonna get rid of you and so um, I experienced a lot of that and in several salons um, and I've also been the type of person that has never like just sat down to take anything so if I ever feel like I'm <clears throat> you know not getting the value um, out of place person place or thing then I'm gonna speak up and then so they didn't like that a lot so I basically got kicked out of mostly every salon except for one I think that I've ever worked at so wow a lot of jealousy toxic situations yeah no and I think a lot of people listening in and and even I can resonate resonate with that Um, especially when you talk about bringing value to a place but people not pouring back into you as well like whenever you're invested in somewhere, but you don't get that same level of return, you know, how it can be really, it's, it's really off-putting. And I think that that's what a lot of 
workplaces in general. You're right. You know, they they miss the mark on that. Um, but I, I love everything you said. Uh, tell me a little bit about what being a business owner as a woman owning your own business, how has that experience been for you? Okay. And especially the differences between like some of the social conditioning around like, you know, men versus women, as far as like business owners, like, can you, can you speak on that a little bit? Yeah, for sure. I think, um, actually I know a hundred percent that a lot of the reasons that I have uh, faced all these challenges is because I am a woman and I stand up for what I believe in. Right. And so a lot of people don't like it. Um, a lot of people, you know, see a woman and they call her, y'all know that B word, if she's assertive, they call her that. If right. it's a man, then he's assertive. Right. Um, and so, <clears throat> I mean, honestly, in my industry, it takes a woman um, a whole, almost two whole years to make what a male makes in our industry just because, in one year, just because he's a male. And so um, I've worked next to a lot of males before and seen it. Like, I'm qualified, more qualified than them. Yet they, um, you know, got more opportunity just because they were male in this industry. And not only that, um, I mean, because I've been able to build a pretty successful business, but um, I have been pushed out of most every salon, uh, like I said, because I'm a woman standing up for what I believe in. They don't like it, and then they push me out. And so that's just some of the things I've cha- uh, been challenged with or faced um, in my career. I love it. I love what you've overcome and the challenges, you know, that are present in the workplace today. Um, you know, for not just women that are business owners, but women that are also just working, you know, um, nine to five jobs. And I truly think that there are some amazing leaders that are overlooked because they are women, amazing opportunities, business owners um, that are overlooked because of of their gender unfortunately um but the next question i want to ask you is what do you feel that as a business owner what do you what do you look for somebody like when you're bringing them into your place of employment when you're bringing them in if you're looking for someone to add value to what you're doing because your mission is is really powerful and who you are um, but what are some of those qualities that, that you look for like in a leader? What do you think are some? Okay, so um, basically, you know, if they line up with my brand values, so my brand values are, one, that we do everything with excellence. Um, two, <clears throat> that we are obsessed with growth. So um, somebody that goes above and beyond, right, doing everything with excellence. Um, and being obsessed with growth, just meaning, you know, like never wanting to be complacent, always wanting to grow, learn, um, someone who is, uh, forever student is what I always say. Like we're forever students. Um, and then one of my brand values or my last brand value is, um, that we celebrate diversity. So, you know, just somebody that is not looking to, um, be in one place and where everybody looks the same, talks the same, acts the same. Um, I believe that we can still be um, cohesive while also expressing our own individual, you know, talents, our individual style, um, and individual passions. And so um, those three things are something that I really value. Um, And also, I mean, 
one of the things that I do during my interview process is I have them uh, memorize a script before they come into interview. Um, and so anybody that's not willing to memorize something um, that is going to represent my company then doesn't belong at my company, you know? So I love that. Yeah. I love that. I think that's so important. Um, you know, building rapport and finding people that line up with your values is super important for longevity to make sure, you know, people aren't going to quit out on you. So um, I love that. I think that's amazing. Now, I want to take it a little bit back. So what got you into, first of all, doing hair, um, first of all, but also what has driven you to be the business owner that you are now? So what got me into doing hair? Honestly, it's a funny story, and I like to tell this story because... I feel like I was pretty much made for this, right? Um, but the reason that I got into it was because I wasn't always obsessed with growth. I used to hate school. Um, many people don't know this about me, which I love to share so that they can see, you know, like it's this life is for anybody. Um, I'm a high school dropout. I dropped out of the high, high school, uh, failed the ninth grade three times. Um, and I was just looking for something that was fast and cosmetology school was the shortest amount of school. So I went to a nine-month course, and then here we are, right? Um, and what was the other part of your question? Forgot. <laughs> no, it's okay. Um, if you can sort of explain, like, what what has driven you from that place of like doing hair to wanting to own your own salon, which you do now? Like, how did that process start? Oh, okay, okay. So a couple of things. Um, I was so I started off in a couple of salons that were like I said really toxic where the um, owners just wanted to basically use me for their benefit right like keep me as their assistant um, and then when I started to build a clientele they just gave me the boot um, so that for one like bad leadership made me have a desire to be a good leader um, and then honestly to open a salon I never really had the desire to open a salon um, but I was literally driving down the street one day and God was like, you need to open a salon. <laughs> and I was like, okay, God, <laughs> uh, I love that. Yeah. But really just to, um, help the industry out. I, I found a need in the industry. There's a need for mentorship. There's a desperate need at the moment and forever probably, um, uh, for leadership, um, right. because our industry really pushes entrepreneurship, like, you know, owning your own suite. Um, which is fine and good, but they basically push people out of school into their own business with no clientele, no background in business, no no um, experience. So it's just kind of like you're thrown into something like a deer, and you're like a deer in the headlights. And I see so many people struggling, and I struggled for many, many years um, until I finally just started investing and in learning so many things. But it was it was the reason that I started to invest time and money into learning more was because I was so tired of like it not working out. I was overworked, underpaid, um, and that's what I see 80% of the stylists out here uh, struggling with. So I just really wanted to help them. My main goal is to help stylists, men and women, become successful at a faster rate. So that's my main goal is I want to build a team of people who are basically living the lifestyle that I get to live now, 16 years into it, 16 months into it. I love that. You know, so, and it's, it's been pretty uh, rewarding. And so, I mean, I feel like it's working, you know, and so some people or my employees that I have now are basically doing that. And it's really cool to see, 
Yeah, because you have some great um, leaders on your team. Like you have some amazing sure. women that you're working uh, side by side. And just, I mean, talk talk a little bit about your friend, you know, uh, Marlene. Yeah, so my employee, Marlene, she uh, is amazing. She's been behind the chair now. She was my associate during the pandemic, right? So she came in February. We, we stopped working in March, and then we were off for two months. Um, and I basically didn't really know what I was doing. I just had this passion and had this drive to do what I just explained, right? Um, but it wasn't until last year when we went to um, a training where we really, you know, developed this business model and this structure and these systems um, that we have implemented that have uh, basically built her into the stylist she is today. She's been behind the chair taking her own clients since January, so that's only a few months, and she is killing it. That's awesome. Yeah, she's able to... Um, you know, live the lifestyle that she wants to live at 21. You know, another reason that I wanted to do this is because a lot of people think of hairstylists as dumb or that's like a hobby job, you know. Right. Oh, and a lot of parents cringe at the fact that their child wants to pursue this industry, which is a billion dollar industry, multi billion dollar industry. And so her parents weren't very encouraging to her. You know, just a couple of things that I've heard um, them say is, one, you'll, n- you'll never be able to make enough money. Um, or two, if you are able to make enough money, you're not going to have a life because you're going to have to just live at work and save all your money because you don't have a retirement, which are both false. Um, and so now, like, we have our one-on-one meetings, and she is working six-hour shifts, four days a week, and making bank. So we basically shut down both of those things that they had to say, right? We don't have to be slaves to our jobs. Because of the way that we run the business, she is able to have time with her family, have time um, to have a life, and also be able to afford the life that she wants to live. That's amazing. And like I said, that's just, it's so powerful that you're living out your dream but you're giving back to people that that you believe in, but they believe in you as well. And I think that dynamic, like I said earlier, I, I really think in just any business, any leadership, any whatever, you, you, you name it, I, I think that that's such a missing piece for people to pull someone up and say, hey, I'm going to bring you up to the top too as well. Like I'm not just going to leave you hanging or I'm not just going to like be a leader from a distance and like never help you out. So I think I think that's so awesome and super powerful what you're doing. So outside of the salon, so I know this answer, uh, like I said, because I'm, I'm fortunate to be close to you. Um, but talk about outside of the salon, what what you're passionate about, and uh, you know what you believe in outside. You know, um, yeah, talk a little bit about that. Well, as you know, right? Um, So I just have a passion for people, right? Community. Like my my number one thing is like I'm super uncomfortable when people are left out. So I just want to make people feel included, right? I I don't want people to be overlooked. Um, So as you know, you know, uh, I do have um, a passion for the community, bringing people together. What I really do like to do is facilitate um, events where we can bring people together, bring different um, diverse communities together and so 
you know, doing stuff um, with loving our city at our church. Yep. Um, that is definitely uh, my heart. So I've always wanted to, you know, partner with organizations and help those in need and stuff like that. And so now I have, you know, the greatest opportunity being um, director of outreach at our church and I get to do all those things. So that is something that I'm super passionate about. Yeah, and I think ever since, you know, I've, I've been fortunate enough to know you, I've, I've always felt that about you. And you are just such a perfect fit, um, you know, for the director of Loving Our City. And just talk a little bit about that, too. Talk a little bit about, um, you know, how God has really shown up in your life. And, and just talk, talk to us a little bit about the whole religion mindset kind of what you experienced growing up you know which a lot of people did of that kind of toxic religion and breaking free from that or even just you know finding the truth about you know who god really is yeah so um i was telling the story to my associate yesterday actually uh, she was asking about my church and how i found it and all that good stuff and i told her that in 2018 i was really searching for some guidance in business and spiritual guidance I was coming out of a church that was super toxic and religious and I just felt like I was never good enough. I was always battling quote unquote sin, right? And, um, but back then too, you know, I had a heart for community, you know, the church that I was at, we did a lot of things for the community. I was always doing free haircuts, things like that. Um, and so whatever happened at the other church was no longer, it was no longer a church. So I was searching like i really felt like god was saying you need to find people your age who are doing what you're doing and so it's a real struggle to find that i looked for a different couple of different churches and there was nobody my age everyone was like 18 or 90 and so <laughs> so um i uh my career was taking off and you know i really was just super grateful and i felt like god was really like showing me who he is and who i was and I, you know, came across Calvary. I came there and I just felt like it was such a perfect fit. Um, I was telling my associate earlier or the other day that uh, it was 2018 and I had this, I called it my closet. It was my closet. It was a suite that I was renting. It was the size of a freaking closet. Um, and I was just super busy, super booked. And I was constantly like, going down these rabbit trails on Instagram trying to find nonprofit organizations to connect my business with my little tiny one person business right that nobody knew about and I was just hitting dead ends dead ends dead ends and so the day I walk into Calvary there you know all these signs are pointing to you know this is your home this is where you belong and you know, a year later, I was facilitating things that I was trying to do with my tiny little closet salon. Um, and God just brought me into this position to be able to do what I loved. And it was pretty amazing. That's awesome. I think some of the most fun events that we've had at church and events that I've been able, you know, to serve alongside you as well has been those Loving Our City outreaches i'm curious do you have a favorite moment or do you have a favorite outreach that we've done that you can think of favorite outreach let me think i mean i feel like we haven't done maybe a most memorable one or something that really stood out to you while serving 
Okay, so I think it would have to be uh, last year for back to school, um, we did free haircuts. And so one thing that I used to do, like I said, for my other church was do free haircuts. But it was on a, a really small scale. We, we, we probably did a, you know, a couple haircuts here and there. Um, but being able to, and I didn't even give haircuts. I wasn't behind the chair actually doing the haircuts, but I got to bring like my industry community, all my friends, barbers, hairstylists from probably three or four different salons together with the community of my church and then just the community in Fort Worth period. Um, that, that was probably my favorite because there were so many people that got to get free haircuts and a haircut is a big deal. Right. It's a really big deal for kids going back to school. And I know, I mean, it's pretty expensive to get a kid's haircut these days. And Mm -hmm. so just being able to bless those kids with haircuts so that they can feel fresh and taking the burden off the parents of having to pay for it when there's so many things to pay for going back to school. Um, I just can remember, like, off the top of my head, like, kids running around eating popcorn. There was yeah. movie pl- a movie plane. There was haircuts going on. It was such a really good time, and I can't wait to do it again. I'm super excited for it, too. I definitely remember the haircuts. I I even remember, maybe it was a year before that, we actually we gave out some shoes for back yeah. to school. Kicks and Cuts was the first day I walked through the doors at Calvary. Yeah. And I was like, okay, God, I get it. <laughs> I'm supposed to be here. <laughs> yep, you're supposed to be here. And that was cool to me. We gave away some gift cards for like some Nike shoes and some Skechers. And then we even had a pair of shoes to give away. Um, so it's been amazing. And, and you have definitely just really shined in that position in your heart, you know, for Fort Worth. And just what we what you do is is just amazing, and there's so much good news wrapped up up in that. And on that note, is there something that this past year, as the pandemic you know rolled through, um, everybody in some you know shape or form was affected for affected by it? But what did you take away from the pandemic, or what was sort of your kind of moment? where you're like okay like this is this is like what I'm learning from the pandemic um yeah for sure so before the pandemic um I used to I didn't have an associate I had an assistant for a couple months before it um but I was working like 12 14 hour days um I would literally go to work my son would ride the bus to my parents house I would pick him up at 9 p.m we'd come home eat something quick go to sleep Um, I had no social life at all (laughs) and I would work, 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 work. And that was it. I was just hustling. Um, and so it really, I mean, quarantine was the time of my life. I wish we could go back to that right now. (laughs) Um, but no, just slowing down, honestly, you know, resting. Um, and I felt like I was resting mentally, like, you know, um, it's powerful. Yeah. Trusting that God is going to take care of everything. But, but also I was like this hustle, like I had to constantly be at work. I I thought it was a joke to tell friends that, Oh, if you want to hang out with me, you need to give me a six to eight week notice. Um, a memory actually popped up on Facebook that said that, and I was pretty grossed out by it because I was like gross. Mm. Um, but you know, I got to sit at home. I got to cook meals for my son. We got to hang out. We spent so much time together and coming back after quarantine at work, I changed my schedule from eight 30 to two 30 PM 
because I no longer had the convenience of my son riding the bus and my parents. I didn't, I lost my village, you know, I lost my village during Mm -hmm. that because people just weren't getting together. Right. And because I was in the public, I didn't want to like expose my, my parents and stuff like that to my son and myself. So I'm able to now, I get off at 2.30 PM. I pick my son up, you know, I'm able to be there for him and while also making more money. So I made the most money I'd ever made in my career while working less, which is mind blowing to me. That's amazing. Yeah. Because like, you know, with a quote unquote hustle culture where we, we, we take, I used to take so much pride and I would post on my Instagram, on my Snapchat, first one in, last one out. And now when I see that, I'm like, Ooh, you working way too hard, girl. (laughs) That's too much. Like I just value relationships. Um, and you know, uh, friendships, all of that over the hustle, the grind and all that, but I can still be successful while also resting. So right. not, now I'm resting physically and mentally. So, yeah. yeah, I think that's such a powerful place to be. And, and a lot of people miss that. And I think that's why we have a lot of, of people with great ideas, with great businesses, you name it, but they get burned out mm-hmm. because they can't break away from the mentality of, well, I have to work, work, work 18 hours because if I'm resting, that means something isn't getting done. And if something isn't getting done, that's how I mean. That means I'm failing. For sure. And so, you know, what you've taken from the pandemic and how you're, you're able to just rest. And like you said, you made more money than you thought you were going to make. Well, that's such a, a mindset shift to say that, okay, I'm going to value my health. I'm going to value my relationships. But also in the same regard, I can still be successful. I can still get what I need to get done. Not only can I do it, but I also have a team of people beside me to help help you out with that. And I, I just, I love that so much. I think a lot of people can resonate. I know I can resonate with that. You know, this whole podcast started because of the idea of like, how can I help people to share stories from people like Lorena, people from, you know, people like everybody else I'm going to have on the show to let others know that there's people out here doing this. There's people out here resting, you know, living amazing lives, you know, but they're not killing themselves, you know, by working, you know, 70, 80 hours a week, you know. Yeah. And I think there's a time for that, you know. There's a time for... Um, Absolutely. There is. You know, working hard. Um, but like I said, I've been in this for a pretty long time and I value time over money any day now um you know there's nothing like being able to pick my kid up and hang out with him or go to every single one of his practices go to every single one of his games um it's just just like you said shifting shifting my priorities yeah also being successful resting in the fact that he who started it is going to finish it right god's got your back for sure always yeah 100 and also, too, definitely the hard work aspect is there. Like, it's always present because you know what kind of hard worker you are. And I don't think that part of you ever goes away because, like you said, your one of your brand values is do everything with excellence. So it's not something that just goes away, even, you know, on the days where it seems like there isn't a lot going on. There's everything that's being done is being done with excellence. So. I love that. So the next thing I wanted to ask you is, is there anybody that in your life um, 
that has, has inspired you or anyone that you particularly looked up to, you know, growing up? Is there anybody in your life that you have? That inspired me? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you mean growing up? Just in or... general, has there been an inspiration or someone that has just always had your back? Um, I'll say my dad for sure. So my dad um, immigrated here. You know, he's an immigrate, immigrant. Immigrant, yep. <laughs> <laughs> he's an immigrant. He came from Mexico. Um, he was on his own. I think he said at like 12 or something like that. And so all he ever did was hustle, work hard for probably not enough money. Um, and so I think I obviously get my work ethic from my dad. Um he wasn't there very much growing up, and so I don't think I appreciated that, like, growing up. But now as an adult, like, one thing that my dad has said to me that really, really stands out is that, you know, he re- his biggest regret in life is working hard and not making time for his kids and family. Wow. And so what, I was able to take my dad on his first vacation ever. Like, we used to go on vacation when we were little, but to Mexico so he can be with his parents. Um, so I got to take them to the beach, you know, a few years back, and on the way home he said that that was his biggest regret like he was like why didn't I ever take you guys on a vacation like all I did was work and like he didn't have any memories with his kids and so um I I take that like to heart I I, it's at the very front of my mind constantly that we don't have to work so hard that we miss out on our kids life um so Although I can appreciate the work ethic because I am who I am because of that. Right. Um, but I also take his words to heart. And that's where, like, you know, I prioritize my son over work. And I'm glad, like, how it all worked out, like the pandemic. I wasn't before. Right. Now I am. And so I feel like, you know, he has been probably my biggest inspiration is my dad. I love yeah. it. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. So last thing I would love for you to share um, with everybody listening in, this is a little segment where I like to call Share Your Own Good News. And just what can you tell the audience? Anything, any advice as far as, you know, achieving your dreams, you know, starting a business, um, and even just encouragement, something that's important to you that maybe you've told yourself or that, you know, maybe you tell your son, um, what can you share? Just share some good news. Uh, one thing definitely is like, you know, going back to that story about me being a high school dropout, I think people like trip out so hard when I tell them that story because they see who I am today. So it's like, it doesn't matter where you came from. It doesn't matter what your past is. It doesn't matter what People used to always call me a statistic. When I was younger, people would always, teachers, counselors, everyone at my school would call me high risk. They said I was high risk because of statistics, because there was, you know, the income, uh, my ethnicity, uh, no one in the house graduated college, all that. They called me high risk all my life. And I mean, I've worked next to some people who went to the best schools. They had the best education. They went, you know, they had the most money but we still ended up in the same place, you know? And so like, I mean, a hundred percent, it's all by the grace of God. So, and I feel like my son sees that too. Like he, he did grow up for a little bit of his life in a struggle. So he saw where I was and where I, where I have come, Mm -hmm. um, to be. And it's all about God. You know, it's all because of him. It's all because I started to believe that I was who he said I was. Right. I was not a statistic. I was not high risk. 
you know, I am favored. I am, uh, you know, blessed. I do have a future. It yeah. is bright. It is full. So good. Um, it is abundant. Um, and so that's what I would say to people is like, I don't care where you are today. I don't care if you're down and out. I don't care if, you know, you didn't grow up with parents or encouragement or anything like that at all. Cause I never was encouraged by anybody. You know, my parents, back in the day, like our parents, they, they didn't talk about anything. They didn't right. talk about anything good or anything bad. If they weren't getting on to you, then they weren't talking, mm-hmm. you know? And so I didn't grow up with anything like that, but like I can still live the life of my dreams basically today because of Jesus, because of believing what he says is true. And so just, just take that, just take him at his word, forget the naysayers, forget anybody that doubts you because that's not who you are and that's not your path. That's not your future. Just believe him and you can rest in that and be successful. I love that. That's so important. Take God at his word. Know that his promises are true. For sure. Um, Believing in those promises and just being reminded, circling up with people that can remind you. Um, I'm so thankful that I get to have a relationship, a friendship with you um, and so many other people that, especially people at church, uh, but I'm so blessed because we we have to be reminded. uh, It's easy to give up. It, it really is whenever you start hearing talks like you are a statistic or your failures define you, things like that. Um, but you're sitting here right now on this podcast letting other people know that you've you've been through it, but you've come out on top. And God has made you wiser. He's made you, he's given you all the growth and the tools to raise up people. You're raising up a team right now and uh, I'm super excited to see what the future holds for you and uh, Salon Grace. Me too. I know it's going to be great. So, Lorena, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Um, it was great having you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for this opportunity. Where can everybody follow you and keep up with you, Lorena? Okay, so uh, my Instagram is Lorena Loves. FW and then my salon Instagram is salon.grace.dfw so you can find everything else on there awesome and there's going to be some great you have amazing pictures by the way thank you great content on there uh, but please give Lorena a follow keep up with her yes. uh, she has so much good things going on and I'm sure you have amazing things planned like I said so and once again you know where you guys can follow me um, Instagram, Good News Sessions, Facebook, Good News Sessions. If you want to follow me on Twitter, it's Good News Always underscore. And I have a TikTok now, and it's Good News Sessions as well. I'm making all sorts of different content, and these stories of hope are going to continue. I'm going to have a guest on for the next episode. I get to record my good friend, Genesis Vega, where she's going to be talking a little bit about some of the challenges that she's faced in her life as a musician and growing up in religion as well and sharing her story and it's super powerful and I know you guys are going to find so much value in it. I'm excited. Thank you guys for listening in once again. Remember, always share good news, inspire good news, love the people you encounter. I love each and every one of you and I'll see y'all on the next episode.